everybody, and welcome to The Flow. I am Doc Rock, your community manager over here at Ecamm with... Katie Fox. So happy to be here today. Yes, to gang, we are doing a brand new show. This is called The Flow. This is the Ecamm official podcast where we show you how to create a podcast using Ecamm, any other software for that matter. But of course, you know, we want you to use Ecamm. And we're going to be talking to you about doing a video first podcast and how that can benefit you in your business, in promoting your content creation process, in your teachings, your learnings, whatever it is that you're generating your podcast for. We're going to be doing a podcast talking about growing cactuses in a tropical area. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, gardeners. (laughs) Wait, I think one of our people is really good at gardening. She might know how to do that. I don't. I'm not even going to start to pretend like I know how to grow anything. I do know how to grow a podcast. So we're going to work with that. We're going to record and go through some topics for you. Of course, if you have any topics that you would like to see us talk about, please reach out to us at flow at ecamm.com. Okay, let's get started with the flow. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking all about video podcasting, namely, what is it and why should you care? (laughs) There are a lot of questions about what the difference between video podcasting and audio podcasting. Is there a difference between live streaming and video podcasting? We're going to break all of that down for you today so that you know whether or not you should be expanding into video or starting with a video podcast. So yeah, we're going to break it all down. Sounds like a plan. Okay, let's get in the first question. Katie, could you read this to the people at home, please? What is video podcasting? This is a really, really good question because a lot of people are going to be under the assumption that video podcasting is new, but it's not. If you go (laughs) back into... When you got your podcast from iTunes back in the day, there used to actually be a button to separate the video podcast versus the audio podcast. Oh, interesting. Apple was very focused on that at one point, especially, I want to say circa 2009 or 10 when they first dropped the original Apple TV. If you were to go into iTunes, there was a podcast situation there. If you got the OG Apple TV, the flat one that looks very much similar to what Mac minis look like today, when you launched it, the page would load and, you know, you have all your icons like you see in your iPhone, your Apple TV today. But across the top would be the most popular video podcasts that are out there. One of them was Twit, which I'm on all the time. Right. So it has <laughs> been there for quite a while. But what Apple realized about the time Serial came about and some of the other Mm, podcasts, uh, This American Life, that just broke the mold on podcasting, Pat Flynn, one of our friends. Shout out to Pat. Yep, He had the number one video podcast in the planet, and he was averaging about 7,000 downloads, which seems like a lot. Oh, I'm not even mm-hmm. pretend seems that is actually a lot, but not <laughs> actually in <a> ton. <laughs> the nature of what it took to become the number one podcast. Right. So he was number one in video, um, but not number one in podcast. Even then, he was getting well over 100,000 downloads on the standard podcast, but like 7000. Wow. So you were getting, say, less than 10 percent people that were doing video. Since that time, I want to call it like circa 2014, 15, since that time, YouTube and others have really brought the video show to the forefront. 
people that make live streaming software a lot, it'd be a lot easier to record video podcasts. I don't know who that could be. (laughs) (laughs) No ideas here. (laughs) When that started, it did allow for video podcasts to start to grow. And of course, most famously, Spotify picking up the Joe Rogan show. And that brought up a lot of attention back to video podcasting. So in reality, in my head, it seems as if the technology caught up to the idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is interesting because it, it definitely was the space where they were merged and then they kind of separated and now we're seeing them coming back together again. And I think a lot of the really, you know, the really incredibly popular podcasts that you listen to probably on a regular basis, like the rest of us out there, are starting to think about, oh, shoot, you know, we haven't been capturing video or they've been capturing video, but they've been doing it in a different kind of way where it's, you know, like a special event or, you know, behind the scenes video coverage. And the audiences are starting to want to engage with them in all of these different ways and be able to actually see them and feel a little bit more part of it. So, yeah, it's interesting how how it has become this very, they're very different audiences, listeners versus viewers. But yeah, started together, kind of separated, and they're now coming back together. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I think so. The main thing to understand is there's not a primary difference between a (laughs) video podcast and an audio podcast other than by doing a video focus first, there are some benefits that you get from that, which we will explain really, really quickly. And then I just want to let you know that For instance, our particular podcast host, which is Captivate, they don't actually Mm -hmm. support video podcasts, but we wanted to use them anyway because of the many advantages that they had. But there are many of them out there that do support video podcasts and you can just upload your video and it will take care of the rest. We went with Captivate for very specific reasons. And Mm -hmm. Doc is the weirdo that really thinks that YouTube is going to make a podcast button Mm -hmm. in the very near future. So we decided to just record it live to tape here on YouTube and then within the week, get it edited and post it up as a regular podcast later. Yeah. Well, this plays to our strengths. And again, like really is the focus of why we wanted to do a show called The Flow. And we wanted to really think through what those workflows are. Ekim, we've been preaching for the last, I don't know, few years now, if not more, that if you can really think through this live to tape mentality, if you build the content and start with video and you're starting with live streaming in many cases, you're able to pick up a ton of different kinds of audiences and you're able to use that content in a lot of different ways, doing the work once and you're able to do a ton with that versus recording a video and then you know having to edit that and then being like, oh, now I need to record the audio only podcast version of it. Oh, now I need to write a blog post. Oh, now I need to, you know, do all of these different steps. If you can get into the habit, into the flow, if you can get into the flow of starting live and doing this live to tape, or even, you know, starting with a recorded video, but video first, you'll be done. You won't need to do a ton of other editing on the other side. You won't need to, you know, redo that content. You won't need to rewrite that blog post. We're going to walk through throughout this series all of the different steps that you need to take, all of our favorite tools and partners that make that process really seamless, that make it so that you don't have to spend a ton of time. Planning first, content first is going to help you get to a space where it will become a flow. It will become really seamless for you to go through. So, you know, it is, we will say in the world of video podcasting, it is easier to start with video than it is to pick it up later. And it may seem like a bigger jump, but it's going to save you so much time and likely a lot of money in the long run to start 
live streaming or to start video first and then be able to leverage that across all these different channels. Absolutely. That was one of the things that Leo had always set up for us when we were doing Twit is that recording it on a Tuesday as a live video, it gave the community a chance to build around your podcast. One of the hardest things about making a podcast grow is building a community around it. By doing a live show first, that's much easier to build community because as I can see in the comments here, we're already getting questions that once we break into the after show or the QA or however you want to set your show up, we can fully Mm -hmm. answer those right now. They don't have to wait until the podcast comes out, we check all the emails, and then three yeah. shows later, we fit it in where we can answer their question. We can get their questions yeah. answered right now. Well, and We're, it gives us content ideas, was, too. You know, it that really, was my next yeah. point. Exactly. <laughs> so it gives sorry. you content. So uh, thank you, people in the comments. Live show audience, thank you. You guys are really helping us out. The good thing to keep in mind, just before we finish off this this first question, too, is that, and you're a great example of this, Doc, and I think a lot of our Ecamm fam, typical live viewers who show up for a lot of these sessions, they... You know, they have smart TVs or they're at their workstation. So it is a lot easier these days to passively participate in video watching than it used to be, where you used to have to have a higher level of intention where you'd you know, be like, okay, well, now I'm going to sit down, I'm going to put on YouTube and, you know, this is my time where I'm watching this or this is my time where I'm zoning out and kind of flying through all these different videos. Now it, it can be something where it does feel a little bit more like an audio podcast where you can be viewing it and glancing it while you're making dinner or you're working or you're setting up something. It, it, you can have it on in the background where you can still look up. You might be able to ask questions and engage here and there in a way that an, an audio po- only podcast isn't going to allow for. So I think Correct. YouTube has already made that possible to have a little bit more passive watching in the background. I don't know if they still sell these things, but there used to be a company called Chef Sleeves and they made sleeves (laughs) that went over your iPad. It's basically like sticking your iPad in a Ziploc bag, but it was easier to see. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I used to always stick my iPad in there and be sitting there cooking and fully, you know, checking out the show. <laughs> like I'm, I'm watching, you know, Renee and Andy wax rhapsodically about new Apple chips or whatever while I'm making potato chips. You know, it was just kind yep. of a weird thing. And, and so, yeah, you're right. Much easier to consume while you're doing something else these days. Yep. Very, very good point. Let's jump into point two real quick. Katie, if you would read this to the audience at home. <laughs> Hang on, hang on, hang on. What makes video podcasting different from live streaming? That, Miss Lady, is a very good question. Uh, (laughs) Reality is, I want to say nothing, but then a little different. So one advantage is intentionality, right? So in in my personal brand, one of the things I talk about is intent and purpose. Like, what is your intent and are you working on a purpose? And if you have that purpose in place, the rest of this becomes a lot easier. So when people are starting your show, like if you're starting a brand new show and it's like, hey, I just want to make a show. Are you just making it because everyone's making a podcast? Or do you have a very specific purpose that you are driving towards? If you have a specific purpose you're driving towards, you can set up your intentionality to do sort of like we're doing today. Come in, say hello to everyone, let everybody know the housekeeping rules, record your podcast live, capture questions in the chat as you go along, answer those at the end. And now you can take that middle section that you Mm -hmm. recorded with, you know, intent and intent to record it and the purpose of putting it back out as a solid piece of content 
that's a little yep. different. In the live streams, a lot of times I'll get to bantering with my people in the chat and kind of goofing off. And, you know, we start out talking about, you know, short MV7. And next thing you know, we're talking about fly fishing. <laughs> so yep. in this case, you're going down a very relatable path. Yeah. I feel like Ian Anderson Gray did a really good job breaking this down in our podcaster hour series, if you watch that one or listen to that one. But you really need to be thinking about the different kinds of audiences that you're reaching in that particular workflow. So the workflow that we have for this show is that we are doing this live to tape. So we have a live viewer audience. That means that we also have a replay viewer audience. So we need to be thinking about people that are not engaging live with us that are here, you know, swinging by and watching this video later. What is that experience like for them? We need to be thinking about our podcast listeners. So shout out to the podcast listeners out there who don't see us. We need to make sure that anything that we're showing or demonstrating, we're able to talk through so that they can hear us. And then we're also thinking probably down the line too about blog readers or people out on the various social platforms where we're sharing content. So the format or the run of show that we have for this show needs to reflect that upfront before we go live. Otherwise we'll mess up the flow <laughs> and then it won't be easy for us to repurpose that content later. So doing it in the structure that Doc just talked about lets us trim off that beginning, that housekeeping part that's really relevant to a live audience isn't relevant to any of the other audiences, lets us trim off that end part, that Q&A, you know, maybe we can use that content in a different way, but it's probably not overly relevant for podcast listeners who feel like they can't be part of it or, you know, or blog readers, for example. Yeah, having that structure, having that run of show lets us not have to do a ton of editing on the other side, which is a win for everyone, right? Yes, yes. And then one of the other fantastic things about this is which you'll find out as we get into our flow, there are tools that allow you to take your recording and generate a Absolutely. full text transcript. Podcasts mm -hmm. are very powerful for the show notes. Although you may not post an actual blog from your content, if you take a full text transcript of your show, plus your show yep. links and things like that, and you place it on your podcast website, Captivate comes yep. with a website. I believe many of the other Buzzsprouts and Podbean, I know Podbean does because I used to use that. They come with podcast websites. So if you have the yeah. plan that allows you to have a podcast website, just putting up your show notes alone are giving you tons of SEO value, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing that's really cool, okay, listen up, folks, this is funny. I just thought about this, so I have to, <laughs> have to process ready. this in my head. When you are speaking, you speak the way humans speak. Oftentimes when we write, we write the way Mrs. Rosen taught us to write in 12th grade with the cigarette <laughs> and coffee Rosen. breath. Oh, she was mean to me. She hated me. <laughs> oh, we take it back. We take it back. We don't want to shut up. As you can probably guess, I was a little bit of a smart A in school. Anyway, <laughs> ignoring that fact, when you do this, you're speaking. And believe it or not, the SEO experts of the past, most of them are wrong about what SEO is now. Because so Google true. doesn't like the way people have tried to cheat the SEO system, they're always looking for natural language and natural language flow. People also tend to type out questions the way that they talk, which is yep. why when we do a live stream, we have to tell people oftentimes, can you please rephrase the question? Because they said it <laughs> as if you could hear them to answer them back and you would catch the contact in the inflictions. With yep. the voice to text capabilities, you are generating so much SEO content around your brand 
because you're just literally putting up a full transcript with the show notes. And the many times that we mention Ecamm Live for podcasting, just in conversation here will generate when someone types into the Google Foo, Ecamm Live for podcasting, or can Ecamm be used for podcasting? Those things are going to come up. Now, see, I'm not keyword stuffing. I'm just talking, but it is kind of sort of keyword stuffing. But when Google reads the sentence, it'll read it. Hey, human said that, let it slide. So- Yep. That is a very key point to keep in the back of your nugget. Yeah. And we did drop into the show notes and into the description here on YouTube. If you're watching a link to one of our favorite tools, which is Descript, we will go in to much more detail about this in future episodes. But you're right. Like it does work really well for show notes. It works really well for a transcript. It can be turned into a blog post. It can be listed on your website. It's also great to use and, you know, with a little bit of tweaking pretty minimal as closed captions for YouTube as well, which again is just helping all of the search engines, the Googles of the world, be able to understand what it is that you are talking about, what your video and what your audio content is about. You know, search engines can't see (laughs) videos. They need the text. So it goes a really long way to have that added step for sure. So again, it's really important to remember there is not a massive difference between a live stream and a video podcast other than intentionality and probably a much more structured show flow because you want your podcast to have a natural beginning and end to it. You're going to make space for your intro, make space for your outro, make space for your housekeeping. And, you know, that's how to find your podcast and things like that. So it's more or less intentionality. Okay. All right. So I think we got that. Let's get down (laughs) to the last point. (laughs) This is going to be super cool. Okay. Miss Katie, can you please read this to the audience at home? I need a better reading voice for all these fun things, but what are the benefits to video podcasting? Ooh, this is a good one. Okay, gang. Let's just tell you. Why do it, Doc? Why should we do it? (laughs) Talk about saving time. Family, this will Mm. save you so much time. I know you may not think it will, but it absolutely will. Let me explain to you why. You record your podcast as a video podcast. You bring it into an application like Descript. And Descript will allow you to edit it right there. If you are like me and really, really quick in, say, Final Cut, I can edit a video in Final Cut much quicker than I can edit a raw audio file. Why? Because I can see. I have context to go with the editing. So if I'm sliding, 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 I'm looking for that place where I know I messed up. All I do is watch the hands come up and be like, holy, or I can see the (laughs) verbals of the bad words that comes out. A lot of people want to know, like, well, how do you place in the marker? You can put visual markers. So when I go to do a podcast, I can scrub really quickly. I look for that couple seconds hold right here. Realize (laughs) that's a section where I'm going to block out. You can use hand signals. I keep a cloth for the camera nearby. You can just do one of these real quick. In your stream deck, you can make a button that pulls up an entire thing that caused in the marker into place. I can do something like this real quick as a reminder to cut right there. And then you won't see that on the actual output, you know, whenever we're ready to send that out to audio because, well, there's no picture. So there's a lot of things that you can do for that nature. My other point again would be, you can answer the questions of the people in the comments. Also, you have the ability to talk to your studio audience. You're already building your community 
around yeah. the initial 40 people that watched this primary episode, I can talk to every single one of these people at the end. And they're more excited to come back the next week and see the next yeah. part of the process. <laughs> I mean, it just increases your opportunities, right? So, I mean, in addition to saving a ton of time, it's also reaching more people. There are going to be people who are video only people who don't want to listen to a podcast. They're on YouTube or any of these different platforms and they want to be able to see people. They want to participate. And so you're missing out on them if you're audio only. And I do think that at certain points, and I know this even with myself, raise your hand if you're the person who has, you know, listened to a podcast and immediately Google searched what that person looks like, right? Like there, there is a fascination in wanting to kind of have that inside look. You feel as though you're spending time with these people. So hopefully you will feel like you're spending time with Doc and I, it'll give you know an understanding of who we are as people. People crave that level of connection. So at some point, even if you are in an audio only space, there are people that are going to want to be able to engage with you or see you or get to know you better. So you're missing out on that opportunity if you're not starting with video and you're certainly missing out if you're not adding it on if you've been at it for a bit. So it it's going to be important if it isn't important already for you in just being able to reach more people and reach them with the kind of content that they're looking for. Yeah, I think you're right about the fact that people do connect with us visually. Mm -hmm. For instance, I think one of the reasons why the video show kind of took off during the pandemic is there are a lot of people who were separated from the families or they weren't yeah. on their standard grind with their friends. So they had to generate their V friends or their virtual friends. So <laughs> I can tell you definitely waking up in the morning to hear Ian Anderson Gray on or Stephanie Lou on or yeah. like Jim and Chris on. There's many times where, you know, I'm by myself. I'm at the house. I'm cleaning or cooking or, you know, doing something of that nature. Yep. Sometimes even working on, you know, content for the next show. And I am listening to Tom and Heather or Anna and Fulgens or, you know, you and Jill, the, the Jill show is blessed. Like I can't wait for season two. Right. So yeah. definitely a lot of times I feel like I'm sitting there cruising with my friends and you know, this is true because I bring this up all the time. When I met Diana in real space, or I call it meat yeah. space, when I met her in meat <laughs> space with M-E-A-T, not E-E-T, we started straight talking and getting to work and doing what we were doing. Yeah. We you forgot just, the grand the hello, right? We forgot yeah. the, oh my God, it's finally good to finally meet you because we are in the video space together so often. I, we felt like that part had already happened, which was really yeah. weird. Like it took us literally five hours before we realized we never had the, oh my God, hey girl, hey moment, because yeah. you, you're just with them all the time. They become your TV friends or your TV family. And a lot of conversation has been happening recently around the quote unquote parasocial relationship that you develop with your people. Video mm -hmm. does bring that to the table much better. And the last takeaway I have on this is before I went on my vacation to Seattle, Karen's mom would watch all myriad things on TV. Then I got her a YouTube premium account and TV just went off, right? Here's a 76 <laughs> so year old true. lady who is English yeah. as a second language who watches YouTube more than regular television. And yeah. one she day- She can find her people there, right? She can she find can her find people like there, the right? Current, she can yeah. find other non people that speak her name. Okinawan is slightly different from Japanese. I mean, it's it's sort of like, you know, Puerto Rican Spanish versus Mexican speaking Spanish versus Dominican speaking Spanish. We all have a different little flair to it, kind of like Massachusetts yep. to Texas. Totally different conversation. <laughs> Mostly English, but slightly different. And yeah. what was funny is I was grading Dina, one of my- people that I teach, I was grading a, a stream that she was doing and she fell in love with 
Dina's stream. And so yeah. now she's like, hey, where, where are you going to um, next time you're going to live? She says live screen. When are you going to live screen with Dina? And I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> about? But when we went to go meet her in person, now she has a physical connection to Dina. Yeah. And so yeah. when she watches it now, she is yelling at the TV, giving Dina tips in the kitchen or oh. telling her, oh, I didn't know that. Thank you, Dina. And she's having a full conversation with yeah, Dina. She's got a relationship. And Dina cannot hear her, but she doesn't know that. <laughs> so what's really oh. cute about this is in Dina's stream, she, she's teaching you how to make a drink first. And then she prepares her meal and then she presents the meal and the drink together. In Hawaii, we say suck them up when we say drinking, right? It's a local term for drinking. She's like, Dina, yep. don't suck them up before you cut something. Bye-bye, you cut your finger. And bye-bye <laughs> is a Filipino word for later. Sure as grits is grocery. In that episode, Dina nicked her finger. And she's like, see, I told you, you no, know, suck them up first. You know, make sure you, know, you were, do your stuff, yep. cook it first and then suck them up later. And it's funny. And I'm like, I could make a whole show of just her reacting to someone on the screen. And so you do oh, yeah. build that relationship with your people. And so by yep. all means, even if you have a face for radio, do the video, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one cares I, you know the amount of time we spend worrying about whether or not you know we look our best or that everything is like absolutely perfect people care a lot more about the content and the authentic relationship than they do about your hair or your makeup or your clothing or everything else so yeah don't overthink that to death you you got this <laughs> my, my hair part is on purpose <laughs> <laughs> so, except for you doc we're judging everything that you <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with it man i've been judged my whole life i'm totally I'm down with this you know and it's funny, but yes, I do think the video process will A, help you build community faster. B, it's a lot easier to just sit down and do your content. Also, I think one that we forgot to mention is right now looking into the chat and seeing all our friends that are here. I'm yeah. not talking to myself. When you record yeah. a podcast where you're talking scary. to yourself, yep. that is harder. It's easier mm -hmm. to talk when you have your friends there and just tell them, okay, people, I am going to flub 80,000 words. I don't know if you know me, but I'm Doc. I am the flub word specialist. I can edit it out if I want. I probably won't even edit those out. I think it's good to let people hear you as yep. a person. I 100% believe the internet yeah. is over gurus. People are looking for people just like me. A hundred percent. I could not agree more. The last thing that I want to spend time with is listening to someone who I feel is so, you know, far beyond where I'm at. I, like, you, we want people that we can relate to, that we can laugh with and feel ourselves with. Absolutely. I'm, I'm scrolling quickly, but, but the sad part is I don't see any bald fat guys in the chat. So... <laughs> Yes, Are we heading into questions? I think I think we yes, did it. We're about ready to head into questions, people. So if you <laughs> want to catch the show live, you can catch us. What is Tuesdays that? at 12 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> it's 9 a.m. Pacific. And it zones. is way too early in the morning, Hawaii time. <laughs> but you're welcome to join us. That's 6 a.m. Hawaii time. Hawaii. Yes. Exactly. So you can catch us Tuesdays for the live show. The live show will be yep. chopped up, edited. It comes out a week later on your podcast. Mm -hmm. Aggregator is the proper term terminology on your podcast <laughs> software app, whatever you have in your phone or your TV or your yep. car, even nowadays, like oh, CarPlay yeah, has crazy. my podcast app, which is brilliant because I can find out whether the murderer did what they did on true crime obsessed. My favorite podcast. <laughs> I, I 
can't believe I admit that. Like, I got that podcast. No, I'm Karen. right there with you. It's right so good. there with you. <laughs> it's so good. That is my that is my shameless TV for the week. Is actually a podcast. So don't forget every Tuesday we record it live. If you want to be here, be a part of the live studio audience, or you can catch yeah. us in your podcast aggregator. So at this point in time, we want to thank you guys for listening to this first episode of the Flow, and we will roll into our studio audience and ask questions. But if you have any questions for us and you're listening to this on the audio format, please send in your questions to flow at ecam.com. <laughs> Once again, you can reach us at flow at ecam.com. Thank you, Katie. And next week, we're going to be talking about the future of podcasting. So whether you join us live or audio only, if you want to learn more about where podcasting is going, be sure to tune in for that episode. Send us questions in advance if you want, whether you're listening or you're watching live, we'd be happy to take your questions. So yeah, flow at ecam.com. 